Put him up. Put him up. I'm not even clip his fucking nails. I'll knock your eyes out of socket, but God beat me to it. <laughs> That's not nice. I like it. That's not nice. Hello, 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 hello. Cool, that looks pretty good. How you looking? Hello, 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 Walt. If you come up here, you're going to get popped in the <laughs> nose. Popped in the nose. <laughs> it's hard not to love pugs, though, man. It really is. Like, they're just... They, they ain't ever done nothing wrong. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> other other small dogs are yippy and... Uh, even even puggles like I don't know why people love puggles so much because they got they they they're ornery they like to run pugs ain't never hurt nobody no Walt uh, I I tell him all the time that he he's Chinese and <laughs> and he was bred to be lap dogs for Chinese emperors and that's why he and it makes a lot of sense too and I that's actually true and uh, cause I thought those were Shih Tzus or that's or is that I think there's a couple of different kinds but okay. pugs as well but. Uh, where did the Chinese come up with pug? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the they Chinese actually vocabulary. called them back then. But they they make statues of them too. That Do they really? They look more well, like dragons, but they're supposed to be representations of the pugs that the emperors had and shit like that. Why? How are pugs and dragons in the same? That, well, they're not because they're Chinese. The statues of them look kind of like dragons but they're just like real because if you look at them they got the pug so the eyes Chinese the pug, architects like, aren't very good shit. they can't determine the difference between a dragon and I a think they're just trying to make them bad pudge face dog but uh he and a lot of pugs are like super like like he's gonna super loyal they always want to be around they get pissed off if you leave them alone oh yeah like so it makes sense that they were like lap dogs oh shit. I'm not denying that I'm just <laughs> trying to I'm trying to get the pug dragon Oh yeah, no. Like, like if I could connection here, and I'm failing. If I could remember what they called the statues, I'd look them up. But like, if you looked at them in the face a little bit, it looks like they mixed a pug with a dragon, because it has pug features too, like the big lips. Well, that sounds kind of badass. But uh, but like you've seen like drawings of like Chinese dragons and stuff. They don't look like normal like Game of Thrones type dragons. They got like weird whiskers and shit. Well, that's true. You're right. You're right. I think we cartoon dragons up a little bit in yeah. in our culture. We made them like more ripped. Well, they make them reptiles, too. They look more reptilian as opposed to, like, weird fantasy creatures and shit. They're not fantasy creatures. They're real life, man. There's Komodo dragons. Uh, yeah, I guess. Komodo dragons. Komodo dragons. Komodo dragons are the, maybe the most overrated animal. Like, you can't be what they are and be called a dragon. Like, that's just... They're just giant lizards. Yeah, big-ass lizard. They have venomous saliva. Do they? I thought that was the Gila monster. Are they the same thing? No, if you get if you get bit by one of them, it'll fuck you up real bad. Oh, really? Yeah. All I right. Think well, so. apologies to the Komodo dragon. Probably. Out there. I mean, if one does it, probably another one does it too. I I'd like to apologize on behalf of the Komodo dragon community because <laughs> I don't I don't need them coming after me. They got poisonous saliva. Yeah. I thought I thought they were just big ass lizards. I thought they were like big ass. Well, come on, yeah, I thought they were just big ass like iguanas, where they're like kind of scary, but they're not dangerous. That's, that's what I always pictured them as. I, I just pictured them as just like giant flying dinosaurs in a way. Like, I mean, in that, if dragons really existed, well, wouldn't oh, that be where dragons. they came from? Yeah, well, yeah, when you're a kid, dragons and dinosaurs kind of yeah. You'd... But then, do you ever like you ever like look at like a crack dot com article or like we ever. I, don't do this stuff if you ever want your childhood to be ruined because, like, they'll tell you, like, the T-Rexes, like, had feathers. 
No, they're saying most dinosaurs had feathers. Most of them had feathers, or, or yeah. Or fur. Some of them had fur. Like, right. You'll see velociraptors that are like fuzzy and shit. Which, I mean, it's still kind of cool, but it just kind of... Well, I don't know about the feathers. Nothing makes you tougher with feathers. But the fur's all right, I guess. But it kind of it kind of deters just everything that you know. Well, I mean, if you look at dinosaurs, the way they've represented them and shit, over, over time, and then look at, like, large birds... Like emus and That's, ostriches and shit, they yeah. are kind of similar. And right, shit. like the way right. they walk and there's bone structures and shit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like a an evolutionary thing where it was like reptilian and bird. I don't talk about evolution if we want to get the Jesus group on our uh, That's true. on our side here. That's they don't true. believe in dinosaurs. Josh actually doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, his his logic was is like if you can make up a story about a you know a man in the sky, why not make up a story about giant lizards? Yeah, That's, but there's there's actual proof that's what i try to tell him i said there's there's fossils and stuff and he's like you can't plant the fossils like it's a cool story plant the so josh is like very similar to like a young earth christian you you talk to josh and ask him why he doesn't believe in dinosaurs because yeah that's what i said i'm like dude they've been digging up fossils forever and he's like have you ever seen one of these fossils how do you know i have like a mu- there's a museum in Canada. Those are museums, yeah, but you don't know. You didn't go touch them. You didn't go run a DNA test on them and know that they're fossils. That's true. They could be dog bones. But you I mean, don't if, know. with that thinking, you can't trust anybody for anything. I think that's kind of the idea. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I even. You really can't. When it no, comes you can't. The you only don't, person you, you don't can know. really trust is you. Yourself. You don't know anything that you don't you haven't seen before. Like you just can't. So yeah. obviously none of us have seen dinosaurs. So is it a possibility that like someday somebody just decided to have this big conspiracy about giant exactly. lizards that ruin the world? Exactly. It's you. You can't say they didn't because you don't know. Yeah, I mean it, maybe Josh is right. That's he. He could very well be right. But at the same time, I'm thinking like how how is everyone in on it? Because that's what's been taught after generation after generation. But you'd think somebody would have figured it out and been like, well, dude, this is bullshit. There probably is somebody out there saying it's bullshit, but, you know, it's you just dismiss it as hearsay. I mean, you'd, there probably is somebody out there. There's probably some whack job with a tinfoil hat saying dinosaurs are bullshit. Yeah. They probably are. I mean, oh, you I, throw I, it on YouTube oh, right now, like you'll I find said, something. Young Earth, young Earth Christians and shit, like, the, even though a lot of Christians will say that, like, yeah. dinosaurs never existed. But, uh... And, and you're right. I guess it's entirely, entirely well. And possible. we're not going to get into a religious discussion right now by any yeah, means. That, yeah. But like, if you, I mean, but if if the idea of Jesus in the Bible never existed and somebody came up with it today, you'd be like, okay, cool story, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's but it's what we know and it's what we believe because it's what we've been taught to believe in. But on the other side of the world, they believe in other. It's highly unlikely everybody's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a Buddha and well, and, and the Allah? Thing is, is and, you a know, lot there's... of the religions are the same. They're all based on the same principles. Have a lot of the same stories and shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, and but, that, that's a good point too. Like, would anybody believe the story if they were just told today? And like, what if Jesus came back? You know what I mean? Would anybody believe it? No, I mean, I mean you, the, the, the people that saw it would, but it's, I mean, and, God, we're on Jesus to aliens, and the, there's, there's going to, there's, there's probably hundreds of people that will, will truthfully, honest to God, believe in their gut they were abducted by aliens and tell you about alien encounters, yeah, yeah. and the rest of the world says, no, man, it didn't happen because the rest of the world telling us it didn't, but to a couple hundred people, it did. Yeah. 
Shit, dude. It, really, what it comes down to it is nobody knows a damn thing. Nobody knows nobody nothing. Nobody knows nothing. We just have a really good idea. Some people have really bad ones, but some people have, are real close. You know what I mean? There's a very small handful of people that think Kohi was good after the third album, and they're just wrong. Oh, 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 oh. You didn't like No World for Tomorrow? It's got a couple good songs, man. I wasn't a fan of No World for Tomorrow, too. A couple good songs. But many people think that No World for Tomorrow is in that group with the first three, and I don't agree. We talked about this last time. I don't think the third one's in the group of the first two, but I think it's better than No World for Tomorrow. I think the third one was was the start of their change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, and second stage is so drastically different than the second one. Like, oh, it's it's incredibly different. Yeah, it is. It is the first. The first one is definitely the. it's the easiest one to probably pick up and listen to. You know what I mean? Like, second stage is probably the easiest one you can just pop in and listen to because the songs are shorter. They're, yeah, they're a little yeah. more hooked to it. it you know what I mean? Formula it doesn't have that formula. doesn't have that formula like everything else. So second stage kind of leads into it. And then yeah. you've, you've been you've been on the on the spaceship with them the entire time. And, I have. Yeah. I, I'm at that point now where, like, even if the stuff they put out today isn't what those first three albums, I'm just happy to have more. You yeah, well, mean? that's you're a super fan. Like, I just see I've enjoyed the I, I new enjoy I've enjoyed the new record quite a bit. Way. I think it's I think it's good, and I'm at that point now where it, what, what's old is new again because not a whole lot of new stuff out there that I really enjoy anymore. So dude, I've been yeah, like that hey, for years now. Hey, you throw a new Coheed record my way. I'm just, I'll give it a really fair listen. And it, it, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, the the new one I what? I enjoy a lot. It's still not better than the first three. Right. I think it's better than a few of them. Walt, you need to sit down, buddy. You need to bug off. And that's not a knock on your eyes, Walt. I apologize. <laughs> it's just a turn. It's, it, yeah. it's just an expression. I know. You want attention. You hear discussion. I guess we just put in a little mini bonus pod in there. There's can. a tiny mini bonus. Oh, well, this isn't. That's a, I, I need to join you guys on the jam up or something to yeah, get into yeah. the deep dives and, and uh, talking about. All sorts of offshoot no, I, topics. I definitely want you on Jam Up because it's it's fun to just talk something other than wrestling sometimes. Sometimes, but there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. There is, and uh, and with that, yeah, welcome to Ohio Wrestlecast. This is number ten, isn't it? This is number ten. We were talking, we were talking about doing big plans for ten, how all sorts of ideas, and then the you know, schedules get busy and yeah. and the last time we were on here we were talking about how there wasn't a whole lot to talk about yeah but i think here for 10 there's a shitload to yeah talk yeah about. we spoke way too soon yeah we really did there's or a, there's been a lot of time in between one of the two it may be a little bit of both yeah. but it's but there's yeah. a lot of a lot of things happening a lot of things on the horizon and there's uh it's a damn good time for us to sit down we got the tall beers today we do we got the tall beers today because we're, we're not going to get up because we got gonna, a lot to talk about we got a lot to talk about <laughs> we we, this is this this is how serious we take this podcast podcast we're, we're not getting up for more beer <laughs> nope staying right here with you guys yeah walt might go crazy if we get up walt's shit. gonna be furious and i apologize in podcast. advance uh if walt interrupts at some point but well uh, if, if walt has some you know some valid viewpoints and some interesting takes on the roman reign story then i'd like to hear him but i don't i don't know that he does yeah if we could even understand them anyway i, I don't know that he does but, but uh you want to let you want to start with roman reigns then well, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess we can maybe start, because we got a lot to talk about, but maybe we'll start with most recent and, and work backwards, I guess. Uh, okay. Man, oh man, did that come out of nowhere? Yeah, dude, I didn't I didn't see it coming at all. The, the weird thing is, I didn't watch it when it happened. I didn't know it was happening, and I was talking to somebody on, like, Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. or something, and they, they said... Uh, they said something about Roman Reigns, and I, w- I was like, what? 
And then like two seconds later, my brother messaged me. I was like, dude, that sucks. Roman Reigns has leukemia. And I was like, what the fuck? I had no idea. I had no idea either. And I guess according to some of the reports, almost everybody in the company didn't really know. I mean, obviously the higher ups did. They knew what he was doing, but the boys and stuff didn't know. I remember reading uh, over the weekend just on some of the sites that, you know, he missed some house shows, house show shots and they weren't sure if it was an injury or whatever. And it, if you're you're dinged up and you're the top guy, they're probably not going to put you out there in the house show. It's not real. You know, that wasn't big news. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't faithfully watch Monday Night Raw. I don't make sure I'm, I'm sitting in front of the, the TV every night at 8 o'clock. Like, if I find myself in front of the TV at 8 o'clock, I'll put it on. That's that's really what it was. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I was done with, with my stuff for the day. I'm going to sit down and watch Raw. Reigns comes out to do his promo and street clothes and everything. And uh, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And, um you know, we and we we talk about it on this podcast, and just anybody who's a wrestling will talk about Roman Reigns being pushed down your throat. And sometimes you kind of feel like, man, I just kind of wish he went away. But yeah. it's you know, you, your heart has to go out for a young guy. Cancer doesn't it, it doesn't prejudice at all. You no. know, it, it just doesn't. Nope. And leukemia doesn't have any prejudice at all. If you're targets, you got a young guy with a family who's a top physical athlete doesn't matter and yeah he's part of a legacy there and yeah it's it's so crazy when i when i watched it everything was going normal even the audience didn't suspect a thing you know what i mean and as soon as he said for the last 11 years i've been living with leukemia i believe is what which, he said which i don't think anybody i mean i don't i didn't know that neither did, did I. I you know that's and not this, something that's this day and age talked about it all you, you kind of have backstories on everybody, and I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't know it either, and apparently neither did 99% of the audience, because right. the moment he said that, all the boos and chants and shit just died. No, and it got real, just, really, it was, real, really fast. Drop, yeah. And it was, shit got real, real quick. Yeah. It was, uh, dude, I was genuinely sad. Oh, yeah. Hearing uh, him say, like, very, I wasn't a fan of his, really. I mean, I didn't hate yeah. him like everybody does. And, and it doesn't even really matter if you're a fan or not. Like, well, I mean, you're a fan of the product. You're a fan of anybody who goes out there. If Zack Ryder did it, you would you would really feel bad for Zack Ryder, even though, you know, Zack Ryder doesn't have the moments that Roman Reigns does. But you would, you know, you know this is a guy, it's a human being, first and foremost. But it's somebody that you watch every week that goes out there and does a job that entertains and to know that they're going through and me, you know, me be having a family and everything too. I know, you know, he has three young kids yeah, too yeah. and a wife and everything so, like it's, yeah. uh, so you think of them first and then you think, you know, then you do, you think about maybe the later down, down the line, the financial ramifications. So this is a guy who's on top making a lot of money for him and his family. And this disease that he has no control over, didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to dramatically affect his life right now. At least for they're they're projecting he won't be back for like two years. Yeah, and I mean of course your health comes first, first and foremost. And you know nowadays with the technology we have, uh, you know you you hope for the best, and you you kind of have a pretty good feeling that you know things will will come out well for him. But it's gonna be a long ride. Yeah. Uh, or who knows? I mean, he's done it. He he apparently he's dealt with it before and beat it or went into remission at least. Mm-hmm. Who knows? John, what John Cena came back and like half the time he was at one point when he was out for you a know, long and, ass time. And yes, I don't know. You know, I don't know the the, the difference between uh, rehab facilities that, and, meta, and yeah, medicine yeah. and everything that they have, whether a, a disease as opposed to an injury. But I mean, he is an absolute, incredibly 
you know, gifted physical athlete, uh, you know, obviously a tough dude. And, and, you know, you hope between the medical science out there and his, his, uh, his resolve that he'll get back sooner than later and, you know, yeah. come back healthy and back doing what he loves to do. This, yeah, for sure. This definitely, uh, this put me on Team Roman for sure. I mean, I wasn't not on Team Roman before, but it's just I yeah, just you didn't have to didn't be a, care that much. Now right. I'm I'm genuinely like wishing yeah. the best. for And him. you don't have to be a fan of his wrestling ability, but you, you be you, you, be can, be a, you can be a fan of the human being. Yeah. yeah, and and if if you're not, then I mean I feel sorry for you that you can't. <laughs> if you're if your love or whatever it is for wrestling is that intense, or you're happy that the guy you don't, don't like yeah. has a life altering disease, then you need to scale back yeah. a little bit. Well, I, it, uh, I'm hoping that nobody listens to us feels that way, and I mean, I'm sure there is some out there that are that serious in wrestling that are like, yeah, yeah, good, you know. But obviously, take strip it all back. You got a human being with a family that goes out there and busts his ass, and uh, and he's he's in for a for a really tough fight. So for sure, uh, but that uh, that kicked off the show. Yeah. Then you get to the end of the show, Monday Night Raw, where it's a controversial ending. It was, uh, you know, we had Rome, uh, we had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins taking on McIntyre and Ziggler for the tag titles. Yep. Dean and Ro- and uh, Seth get the win, and then afterwards comes the Dean Ambrose turn, which has been rumored about, teased on TV. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to happen. I nobody thought it was going to happen. I didn't think Not it was going that to happen. night, and that's where the controversy is yeah, yeah. coming into play. That, you know. Should was it the have. right night to do it? Yeah. And for me, listen, man, absolutely. Absolutely was the right night to do it because in pro wrestling, that's what you do. Like, if there's a real-life scenario, and Roman Reigns knows this more than anybody at all, okay? He had a real-life scenario. Nobody beat the crap out of Roman Reigns that night. If he did that, no, I'd have a problem oh, with that. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. right? But everybody's emotions are running high. You want the feel-good moment for, for Dean and Seth. Everybody wants it. Dean squashes it. Shit's all over it. That's real heat. If you would have done it next week or the week before, there would have been cheers from the crowd because, you know, there's people that have been expecting it that feel like Dean's better in that role anyway and it's going to be something fresh and and, and and that's all correct. Yeah. They do it on that night and you want real heat. That's how you do it. Well, not not only that. And Roman knew they were going to do that. Roman, I guarantee Roman, as a worker, as somebody who understands how to generate heat and generate future business, Roman would have been like, well, fuck yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to do it on the night and this night. Like, no. Absolutely. I'm sure he's a team player, for sure. I mean, he's proved it time and time again. Yeah. But uh, and all of what you said, plus they had just won the tag team title. Sure. Which threw a loop in there, like yeah, it does. You definitely don't see it coming after that. It does. Like, how's that gonna play out? Now? Well, you remember a couple week, uh, a couple episodes ago when I talked about how it's the Batman theme, the same bad time, same bad channel, where you want to tune in, you want to see what happens next. Yep. Is any anybody who saw that are you gonna miss Monday Night Raw next week? You know what nope, I mean? Not a chance. You you you're going to tune in to see why. You know, now and then there's and that's been done for forever. When there's a big turn. You want to know why there's going to be a promo. They might draw it out a little longer. You know what I mean? But you want to know why. And in something like this, you definitely want to know why. Yep. And they could go with so many angles. Because you're right. They won the tag team titles that night. Mm-hmm. So you could play it one of two ways. Is he, uh, you know, is he still that mad that he's being overshadowed? Or, you know, Ambrose always kind of played that lunatic gimmick. where like, you know, something he was, that just, yeah. just couldn't control it. 
you know. He was slamming in the like slamming his hands down in the ring. It felt like shit. he couldn't control it. Like, like it was he was having, just taking, like, him o- taking over. Yeah, almost like an alternate personality. Right, was fight, he was they, fighting himself. They could go with that angle and go forward with that, or you that know, that and, would be cool because I've always said that like I don't feel like he should be called the lunatic fringe. He's not right. that crazy. He's a pretty normal dude. Right. If you compare this in real life, or like say your best friend, friend betrays you know betrays you. What if he you know, he comes out Monday night and just like I, I don't know what guy, what took over me and I'm sorry I'm sorry and then he's probably gonna turn again you know what I mean but it strings you along a little bit because if it was your best friend that actually betrayed you you would want to just have any sort of you know sympathy you know you or uh, remorse you know coming from him you'd want to just anything at all to be like you know what the fuck yeah what did you do I don't know and, and you have all these emotions running from between Roman announcing that he was sick and then winning the tag team titles everything's on the highest high and that's when you crush it yeah. you bring them all back down Burst that bubble yeah if you're just if you're right here and then you can, it's not that big of a deal but your your buddy is terribly sick he's gone yeah we win the tag team titles from the big bad guys we're up here no boom i mean that's and you bring it all down that's real heat and now everybody wants to know why everybody wants to know what the next chapter is they did it the first time when seth turned on them I see, I, I, you missed that? I, I wasn't watching at that point. I've heard about it, but I we, can't yeah, we remember need to have a Mark catches up on everything I episode. Like, <laughs> we do. I've I've saw certain things. I know that like he he attacked him with a chair mm-hmm. while they were there. They didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Like Triple H was calling some shit and basically they set turned on him right then mm-hmm. and there and went with Triple H. Well what happened uh, you know, briefly before that was is that uh you know the Shield had run rampant the entire time. They had a little over a two year run where they were they very rarely lost, especially as a six man, right? Um Triple H and Roman was kind of like the where the main tiff was, but he was feeding with the Shield. He brought back Batista and so it was Batista, Randy and Hunter, like, hey evolution, we're the this is the guys to beat. They yeah. had an awesome six man it was one fall to the finish, the Shield won. The next month they did like a no holds barred six man elimination. All three shield nobody got pinned. They pinned all of Evolution, right? Oh. So the shield conquered the bad guys, and like in the middle of the ring they're all like laying out, reaching their hands in the middle, and I mean it was awesome. And that so that's the highest high. Wow. They they smashed the bad guys. Then the very next night on Raw, yeah, you know, Seth Rollins hitting them in the back with a chair and bringing it down brings you right back down. Yeah. I remember. Um, Seen a meme on Facebook or something where they on Wikipedia where it showed the shield, you know, 2010 died 2013 or whatever it was, and like, and like with a big giant sad face, like uh, <laughs> the shield was a group with da 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 da, and yeah. it's you know, and that but that was huge heat for Seth Rollins. That's what propelled him as a single star. He became a big top top notch heel. Uh, that that's the best time to do those turns is when the emotions are at an all time high. You crash them back down. Dash those that's dreams. The biggest low, yeah. That that's that's your best turn. No, I, I that makes perfect sense. Ride that wave, and that's what they did. They rode that wave all the way back down. And so you, we're all going to be watching Monday and see what happens next. But before Monday, we got Sunday, which is uh, it's a revolutionary, evolutionary, yeah, pay per view uh, coming up. I'm uh, kind of interested to see what your take is on the whole thing. I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of just give your whole thoughts on the uh, – we're talking, of course, about the Women's Evolution pay-per-view, all-women pay-per-view. Um, no doubt about it, the, the, the leaps and bounds you know, women's wrestling has taken in the last couple of years, it's a positive thing. I mean, there's, I, there's just no way anybody can tell me there was a better women's match on – 
in Japan, I'm sure they had them, but like, there's never a better women's match in the states and WWE or WCW or anything um, prior to you know, say, uh, just any of these Charlotte and Becky matches. That are, you know, there's never anything better. There's never anything better than the Sasha and Bailey matches. Like, oh yeah, it's there, so the wrestling itself, there's undoubtedly is way better than it ever was before. But we have an all women's pay per view. We can talk about the the matches themselves. But I'm kind of wondering what your take is on on the whole the thing show as a whole. whole. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of a woman, of an all women's pay per view. Uh, I like that they're gonna throw a battle royal in there. That's cool. But when it comes down to it, is there enough truly good talent to pull it off? That's kind of where I'm at. Because I'll tell you where I'm at. I don't know if I'm gonna watch. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, really, I'm I, gonna watch. I'm not like as psyched I, as I, I would be for something else. I don't. Know I, I'm yeah. psyched for certain matches. Yeah, I watch Charlotte and Becky wrestle every time, and, yeah. and Ronda Rousey is over enough right now where I, I'm not a big Nikki Bella fan. Oh yeah. But I'm but I'm interested in that match. Uh, uh, that's uh, I'm being honest with you. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of yeah, it. The that's... battle royal too. I'm kind. I mean, I'm not like super excited, but I. The thing about the battle royal is, is that they had the you know it was revolutionary for them to have their first Royal Rumble. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, and in January, I thought that was great. They had their first Royal Rumble. They got the main event, the show. Uh, all that was worthwhile. WrestleMania, they got their own battle royal at the beginning of the the show, which Naomi won, and that's why nobody gives a shit about it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a Naomi fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, and now they're going here again, and they got another battle royal, and it's like the you guys. Not everybody here is that. That's kind of think what it is. Not everybody here is important enough for us to give you a match, give you a storyline, and there's maybe not enough TV time, or the talent is isn't good enough yet. Yeah. To build everybody up, which I think they could be, because I think Sasha and Bailey. I still think Sasha and Bailey had the best women's match in the states of all time. I, their uh, their match at NXT uh, a few oh, years gotcha. ago. Gotcha. Um, I still think that's the best women's match in the states of all time. So huh. you got these two that you know could give you a really good program if they had the time, if the ball was behind them. Um, you know, Natty can go. You know, and then but but even still, they're relying on Trish and Lita name value of an era where there was where there wasn't women's wrestling that's yeah. that's the thing they, they were probably the best they had to they offer. were the best they had there and they're definitely most over stars but they're not anywhere close to like becky and charlotte no they're not not even molly holly's gonna be thrown in that battle royal she was a very good worker yeah. but it was at an era where it didn't matter and they're gonna throw you know i don't i i'm just throwing it out there i don't think uh eve torres is involved in that but like but they're bringing in like these some of these names from the years past but like you're also telling us this is the women's evolution the wrestling's so much better now but here are these names from the past which i you know i can get like they helped get you there but you're either telling me that you're telling me that these wrestlers now are way better but here are these girls so you're relying on their name value you know, for us to tune in, and I'm just a little bit like yeah, it. Kind of leaves you like in between, where you're like, I don't know. That. Well, it just goes to show that they aren't ready for an all women's. That's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where if, I'm at. If they have to go back to the past, the women's evolution or revolution that keep changing it up, is it truly ready for this? I don't Apparently, think, not. I don't think so. That's kind of where I'm at. I when we had WrestleMania, we talked about Charlotte and Oscar being maybe one, you know one of the best matches of the night and the Rousey performance got, you know, kind of sold the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, and Alexa bliss has done a fantastic job with her character. 
So there's all there was great women's action on WrestleMania, but it was it was a piece of a bigger product, right? Yeah. So that being said, I'm looking forward to another Charlotte match. But like, what, what's Oscar doing? You know, she's not doing anything. No, Alexa rivalry. is being in there with Mickey against Trish and Lita, which again, it could be a nostalgia pop. But they were just out there for the Royal Rumble too. And if you're just gonna if you're gonna keep going back to the well of because if if Alexa Bliss isn't built enough to go against another female wrestler, if Alexa versus Sasha isn't big enough right now to help sell a pay per view. Then I don't think women's wrestling's there yet for a whole pay per view. No, I I agree, I agree. Uh, that's uh, you know, I and that's and by all means, that's not shitting on the talent itself. I think it, it's just something that takes a lot of time and it's going in the right direction, but it's not really, it's not quite there yet. No, no, there's there's not enough. I don't know how long it's gonna be, but what? uh, it's fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to be, but like maybe for like an hour, hour and a half long, like almost like an NXT show, they mm-hmm. might be able to pull it off. Oh, I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with like four big matches. Yeah, but this is not going to be that. I don't I'm think sure. so. And that's and actually, as I sit here talking to you, man, what's what is the card? Because um, they got a couple of they do some NXT stuff going on. So you have uh, the main's probably going to be Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. Yeah, which <sighs> shouldn't be. It should be Charlotte versus Becky for sure. Charlotte versus Becky's been the one carrying the product. But that being said, Charlotte versus Becky has they've done a good job with the feud. But you know, that's that we we've already seen that match four or five times already right yeah, now yeah. at this point. So while the match is going to be good, I will I'll enjoy it, I'm sure. It's not something that I go, I'm gonna sit down and go, I have to watch this. Yeah. I have you know what I mean? It's because no, no. it's it's not there right now. We got the Battle Royal. Has everybody else left? Yeah, which me the, the main excitement. For me, and that is just seeing who's going to win. Sure, I love battle royals. That's, I'm a I'm a mark for a battle royal. I'll tell I, you. I that don't all expect day. any any great like spots. No, but or I anything, no, you know? no, but I like battle royals, man. I always have. Um, me, it's my favorite match. My favorite <laughs> pay per view. You, know? you, you can we could, you know I'll tell you what, Mark. We'll get it on a bucket list. We'll get you in a real life battle royal sometime. A real life. A one? real life battle royal. Oh, yeah, shit. we'll throw Mark Thomas out there. Nobody, will, you know, you're just a face in the crowd at that point. You'll probably get chopped. By me, uh, and then get thrown over the top rope. But I'll get you in a battle royal at some point. That's, that's gonna fine. Be- as long as we film it, we can put it on the channel. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the idea. Uh, so we got the battle royal. You got Trish and uh, Lita versus Mickey and Alexa. Uh, I think there's a six woman with. Uh, I just seen Sasha and Bailey and Natty against the Riot Squad, which I'm a, I like the Riot Squad. Fan of that. Yeah, you know, that yeah. group. Um, but then I know they're doing the NXT title match. It's uh, Baszler and Kyrie Sane. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they threw in some And NXT. they're doing the Mae Young Classic finals, which I'm honestly not oh. sure who's in it. I, I did okay. not pay attention I was, this year. I wasn't aware of that for some reason. So I know those are the matches announced. All that, I mean, I I don't know. I'll probably put it on, but I'm not. It's Even even the worst regular WWE pay-per-view, you know, Backlash was one where it just didn't have a whole lot of steam going into it. Yeah. Still, you know, had me more interested than what this does right now. And I think it's they might be just rushing it a little too bit. Yeah, honestly, I'm probably more psyched for Crown Jewel than I am. Well, and you know Evolution. what? That was actually my what I was thinking is, do you think this is just a response because women aren't allowed to be on Crown Jewel? I think... I don't know if it's a response to that, but I think that that's probably why they're doing it right now. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean right the, the before. Time, the timing is... 
convenient enough. Yeah, too convenient, I would think. And, you know, there's a, quite a bit of backlash for the uh, the first Saudi Arabia show where the women where weren't the women allowed couldn't. to compete. Where Which they, they, they actually, I don't know. You if think you know. it's kind of their, hey, look, yeah, but they get their own show. I mean, you know, maybe that PR. I don't know. I mean, because I know they're that Saudi Arabia, they're pretty, they're pretty strict on that sort of thing. They are. So I don't even know if like, they might have like some sort of censorship out there. I don't know. I'm probably sounding like an asshole right now. Well, no. Well, we might sound like assholes as we get into the crown jewel, which That's is going to be true. obviously the next topic here. Yeah. Uh, we Good might segue. sound like assholes a little bit because we're we're not. Uh, that politically savvy. I'll never ever try to claim that I am. No, me either. Uh, that I'm never try to claim that I keep up on on world culture and world events like a lot of people do. Uh, you know, uh, obviously anybody who's a wrestling fan and is listening to this podcast knows of the controversy that's happening in Saudi Arabia right now. But you know, maybe <laughs> you know what the God's honest truth is. I don't know if I would know about it if it wasn't for the WWE. Uh, honestly, you're right. The, the only reason I know as much as I do about them and the whole situation over there and is because of the first time they went there. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is weird. The, all, all the royalties around mm-hmm. the ring. Like, are there women there? And then I'm looking and there were women there. There are women there, yes. Yeah, so they had to, but they had to be accompanied by a man. It's, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have to be accompanied by a man. Yeah, you can't, you, the, you know, a girl and her girlfriend, they just can't, they can't go out to enjoy the show. No, they had to be accompanied by a man. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the controversy currently now is that that journalist was murdered in a Turkish embassy. Yep. Um, kidnapping gone wrong or an accidental kill. I mean, I, I, but basically the Saudi government is being held responsible. The Saudi government is the same people who are responsible for this uh, long-term deal that they've cut with the WWE. I think it was a 10-year something deal, like, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. This maybe it's a 10-show deal, which I would think would be like once a year. Would, would, maybe even five years, because this would be the second show this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. They did it. They did yeah, one it earlier. hasn't been long. They did one earlier, which uh, ended up being kind of like a glorified house show, as we mentioned before. They all are. Same thing with, with Australia. Yeah. But, you know, they bring out the big, big names, and there's big, big money. And, and you know, what's what's... Being lost on all of this, we'll, we'll circle back to the political view of this thing, but like, Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle. I know. Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle here in a couple of weeks, and it, the the excitement for that should not be as lukewarm as it is. I like I. There's a guy at work that talks, does nothing but talk shit about about the legends and shit coming mm-hmm. back, and I try to explain to him why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I don't want to see that. I was like, yeah, but the people of Australia do. Yeah, people of Australia do. The people of Saudi Arabia do because it's, they don't, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I, mean, I can't imagine they have the network as available as we do. They, you know, they probably, this this is the probably the stuff that they know the best is the absolute top names only, which is, I've heard the Hulk Hogan's rumored. And honestly, being there. I kind of do. If, if somebody told me that, like, WWE was coming to, Canton, you know what I mean? It was doing a house mm-hmm. show, and Shawn Michaels was going to wrestle there. We're much more likely go. to go. We're yeah. much more likely to go. You could tell us AJ and Joe are going to wrestle for 60 minutes, and you know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, but we're more but likely might... to go see Shawn Michaels, you know, exactly. uh, super kick a job guy. You're probably going to, I mean, God forbid something happens to either one of them, but you're probably going to see AJ and Joe. You're going to have true. many more opportunities. These guys are draws. They're draws for a reason. They're, their name, I and mean, they've established their value. Um, money talks, man. This is really going to be the central theme of, of talking about Saudi Arabia as a whole is money talks. Yes, it does. 
because, you know, Shawn Michaels had said many, many, many times that he didn't want to come out of retirement. Now, in fairness, he's going coming out of retirement to face The Undertaker again. Yeah. He said that was his thing. He, he wanted to have respect for The Undertaker. He, he wanted to be the guy who went away and walked away, did it the right way. He is coming out to face The Undertaker again, so storyline-wise, they can kind of justify it. Mm-hmm. But... I know a lot of you know wrestling purists would say like ah oh, you're selling out you're 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 just cashing in on the payday. What it's kind of hard to blame him. I mean, what what is anybody's price? Because you know he's making seven figures for this one match. Oh yeah, you know he's making seven oh, figures no for doubt. one match. I mean, and, and you know he's I'm sure he's doing okay money wise. He has a family, tons of merchandise still selling. And, how, and and so do you you want to have that pride of I retired. I said I'm retired. I'm good. What what is what is your dollar amount to go back on your word? Because I guarantee it wouldn't take seven figures to do it for me, you know, for anything, yeah. for anything, man. Like it's you know, what's your, what's your price on on your word? Seven figures is my price. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's you know, it's kind of unfair to you know for us as fans to to judge him. You know, for for like you used to, why why won't you come back on Russell AJ Styles? Well, I mean, if, if they offered him over a million dollars, two million dollars, Russell AJ Styles, he probably would have done it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because but it's not the same. They were on dinner for three or whatever, and uh, even AJ was talking to him about it about coming back, and he he was very adamant about how he was not coming back, and yeah. here he is. But you also have to remember that it's the Undertaker, Kane, and Triple H, and Sean. And honestly, it's like almost like uh, you're. Like, uh, think of four, like, classic NBA players maybe just going out and playing a two-on-two pickup game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they know what they're doing. They're the best of the best. Go out there, and they're going to entertain and make a nice paycheck. Yeah, you know. Uh, Now, that that being said, it is that the the only unfortunate thing is Shawn Michaels coming back was, like, kind of like the the big one who's out there that could still have some really classic matches, some dream matches. Yeah. This isn't a dream match for no, anybody. Not I mean, all. you know, don't don't try to sell it that it is. You know, WWE is is first time that these two classic groups, DX and the Brothers of Destruction, the first time ever. Uh yeah, well, we don't really care that much, <laughs> you know. It kind of kind of, you know, tones down the Undertaker too. Cuz I don't know if you watched the match in Australia. It was pretty good. It was good. They they had every bag of gimmicks. Undertaker botched a couple times. Yeah. uh, And he could have been just selling it really hard because they they turned on him in the Mm -hmm. end. But Undertaker was not looking good. Like at the end of the match, he, he may have been selling it real hard, but Undertaker looked like he was he needed medical attention. He, like, he hasn't, I, I believe he was dropped on his head at one point. He hasn't looked good the last few times he's been out there. But that is the worst I've ever. That's seen the worst him. you think. I mean, it was a slow paced match, and they and him. Well, and, not even the match. Just at the. I don't know if you saw. At you the think end of the so? Match, you think he just holding up their hands? Yeah. And shit. Like he couldn't even stand up. He had to like lean down. He, and I'm like I said I'm. I, I'd have to rewatch again, but I'm pretty sure he got he got dropped on his head at one point by accident. And it's a possibility. I didn't. I, I, didn't I, I was worried about deep. him for a second. But well, we, we're gonna have a tag match, and it's gonna probably be pretty by the numbers. Uh, I mean, they're gonna they'll probably bust out you know a couple bag of tricks uh, while we're, while they're out there, but they're not gonna be they're not gonna put together a five star match. Nobody's anticipating that. No, no, not at all, not at all. But it's I I guess my point was with that is that it's. Sean, Mike, for for these four guys, this could very easily be something that they just did for fun at one point. Exactly. Getting together. Exactly. It's it. You know, it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like the. 
I'm not a golf guy, but the PGA Senior Store, and the, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the name value. You're not going out there to watch the best action, but it's the name value that's important. But these motherfuckers are getting paid. Yeah, that's what sure. that's what it all comes down to. Um, and that's what it really all comes down to this show entirely. And I think uh, today, uh, you know, Thursday, the 25th, uh, it was the day that they announced that they are going to stick with Saudi Arabia because it was rumored that they were going to try to maybe move the venue inward because of all this controversy. And today is the day that they're saying they're going to stick to it. We can, if you want to, we can go back and forth with what the political ramifications are and, and disclaimer, we're not educated on it. No. We're, we're educated on talking about the wrestling. We're not educated on talking about the political ramifications, but what do you think? What do you think it's the right move? You think it's the wrong move? I mean, how do you feel about it? Knowing, what we know about what's going on over in Saudi Arabia right now. Um, I think because did they did they actually give out a statement about it? Like an uh, official statement? I'm I didn't to, I hear about it. I just thought they were going to do it today, and I don't know if they released that official statement or not. Okay, it would be interesting to see. As far as I know, I know that they're still going, and they haven't. M- on every advertisement since it's happened, they have taken the name Saudi Arabia off. Yes, of it. They at the crown jewel the event. Name. At the crown jewel event, but yeah. not in Saudi Arabia. Because, so, because and I only know that through watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's pretty obvious. There, I think. Th- I think they should have made a public statement. They still might. Again, I think today, just this, so, this, just this so Thursday. you know why and where they stand on it. Yeah, but. I, I do feel like it would be a bad business decision for them to back out. Business-wise, absolutely. You, you talk money, dollars, and cents, absolutely like, it's a bad deal to back with it out. being as close it is, as it is to the event itself, mm-hmm. if anything, they should... If I was them, what I would do is I would fulfill my agreement for this one mm-hmm. and then reevaluate. Re-evaluate how we're going to go from here on out. Perfect. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you too. And you can, and you can go on that stance as, as far as PR goes too. We'll be like, listen, we promised the people, we promised the people a show over there. We've exactly. advertised the show over there. They still believe in this dream that this, this yeah. King guy has of yeah. this vision 2018. Right. Now that being said, I remember uh, JBL who, by the way, is very, very, very smart guy. He's a controversial figure in wrestling, but JBL, he doesn't really, come off as a smart guy, but, but he is. He's an incredibly smart guy. And you know, he, you can agree with his viewpoints or not. He said that the only way to, to bring change is to bring change. It's, you know, if you're going to just run away and not, Bring you know, try to come out there and influence them. And nothing's ever going to change. He mentioned in Abu Dhabi, they had the the first women's match ever, women's competition ever in Abu Dhabi. Wow. I don't know if you saw it. They had to wrestle with their everything here, neck down, completely covered. There wasn't a bare midriff. Their legs were completely covered. Only their heads and hands were exposed. Yeah, that's okay. what I heard that they were going to require the women to do if they did go to Saudi. If they did Arabia. go to Saudi Arabia, but the fact they were competing in the first place, he said the fans chanted, "This is change." That you got, I mean, that's a that's bigger than anything wrestling ever could be. This is this is the way that they treat human beings yeah. on the other side of the planet. That if the WWE is responsible for any of that, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. it really is. So if that's if that's still the end game, man, I, I you, it's hard to not support that. We know the end game is money. They're in the business to make money. All the guys are going to get paid. The company's going to get paid big, big money to bring this huge product overseas into the kingdom. 
you know, and it, and it is, it could be a really positive thing, but there's such a negative cloud over them right now with this murder or botched kidnapping. I don't even know exactly what happened with that embassy interrogation or something. Yeah. So you gotta be worried about the public backlash, but I, I think at the, you know, the bottom line is, is, is Vince felt that the company could probably overcome it. You know, if they get a little bit of negative backlash and they go and do that show, they can, they have a good PR team where they can spin it, which it's not false, that we're going over there trying to implement change. We're going over there trying to bring them a good, wholesome, entertaining product. Yeah. And, you know, and if you bring up the thing about Abu Dhabi, which is, a di- it's in uh, United Arab, Arab Emirates, is a different country, but it's still the same portion of the world where they say, like, this is the change that we are implementing. You know. No. no. I, I don't think there's any way you'd, you say no. I know, I'm sure if if Vince, somebody, if not Vince, somebody there has to realize that we're kind of living in a, in a, like, Two week news cycle where mm-hmm. after two weeks nobody gives a shit anymore. It's going to peter out. I mean, yeah. right right now on the news is somebody shipped bombs to the Obamas and the Clintons household. Yeah. That's here on our home turf. That's that's going to overshadow the news over there in Saudi Arabia. Yep. It just is. That's 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 how it's. That's not ju- a judgment on people. That's just the it's, way that's it just is. the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what, what do you think about the card as a whole? I mean, they did it the last time. They stacked the shit out of the physical card. They did. But, you know, ultimately, kind of, you know, it was the world's greatest Royal Rumble. That's what it was, the 50-man Royal Rumble. Braun won I was psyched about that anyway. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, I don't matter Royals. I, yep. uh, but, you know, kind of just left you going like, eh, all right. So this card now, you got, it's no longer triple threat, obviously, with what we talked about Roman. So Brock's going over to take on Braun. Which has not been a good match in the past. No, you kind of. Uh, I love those Hoss fights too. I love the. I love the match where they had uh, Joe Reigns, Braun, and Lesnar. I think it was SummerSlam. I thought yeah. that was amazing. When there's when there's but, more people involved, yeah, they're good. They're good. But it went Braun, Braun, and, Braun and, Brock. and Brock themselves eh, hasn't quite delivered yet. And and who knows? Braun Braun was really green back then. He's he's a lot better than he was. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, maybe 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 they'll surprise us, but it's doubtful. Yeah, uh, you got that tag team match we talked about with Sean and and Trips against uh, Taker and Kane again. I don't think anybody's looking forward to a five star match. You're not going to get it. No, uh, they'll bust out the bag of tricks. Sean being back in the ring will be cool. Um, we're going to have AJ. I mean, you got AJ and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, how you know what I mean? You got yeah, AJ I'm Styles right and too. Daniel Bryan the in the for the WWE title. And and I just <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the, the the political thing or if it's because that we that these overseas uh super shows haven't quite delivered yet, but I think the the excitement's a little lukewarm on that than what it should be too. Yeah, and they've been trying to build it up a little bit. They've been doing it weirdly by trying to make them be a tag team. Right. They're, well they're good guys and they're and buddies. That's and, making them butt heads though, I guess, which yeah. is the whole point in that. But I mean that's a weird way for them to build it up. But oddly that's Something they haven't been doing a lot lately, so maybe. I, you know what I should have done? This is my fault, knowing that I was coming over here to do a podcast with you. I have a DVD from Ring of Honor that's roughly, almost probably 15 years ago to the day, 2003, main event, AJ Styles versus Brian Danielson. Oh, wow. Awesome stuff. We uh, actually saw them live in Cleveland. I think about Back 2006. Then? Yeah, there oh, nice. was Brian Danielson was the heavyweight champion. AJ Styles was the challenger. And I think... Uh, 
AJ got like I think he got a busted nose like legit, and they just kind of changed course where Danielson just worked over his nose, pulled it back, and boom, punched the needle. Wow. Worked over the nose. Really cool match. I, I think I got Ooh. it both on DVD, buried in the closet somewhere. I'll have to pull those out. That's um, awesome. Maybe, so, maybe they'll pull some shit out like that because they've been doing this like accidentally hit you, and then they just did it again on SmackDown with the accidentally Pele you, kicked you, in. The both head. of those guys too. You know they're great athletes, and we we love their wrestling. But both those guys fucking bring it with their strikes man yeah it it could be a good physical match and i mean how how do you not look forward to that one Uh, it's it's like two old friends putting on a show in the ring i've I've told you about it before when they when you're in the ring with your friend if i'm in the ring with a guy for the first time you know hey you know we'll we'll bring it we'll give it you know have a nice match but if i'm with a guy that i know the guy that i know is going to have a beer with me at the end of the night anyway yeah i'm gonna fucking pop you and he's gonna pop me too and we're gonna beat the crap out of each other we're gonna put on a great show and then we're gonna be like ha good shit man and we're gonna go have a beer afterwards and that's so one of those things i think that's uh something that we can expect no, that's something for to look forward jewel. to. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup tournament. Oh, this is something we didn't talk about. Did you hear about John Cena? Uh, John Cena saying that it's a rumor. It hasn't been anything from John Cena himself, but a rumor is saying that John Cena is not going to do the show. Really? doesn't have any interest in doing the show amidst all the controversy. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, he wasn't he a Marine? No, he wasn't a Marine. He just has the haircut and did a movie. Oh, I thought he was an actual no. Marine at one point. No, he's just a broski from Massachusetts. Wow, what a bunch of bullshit. They really <laughs> portrayed it because I thought he was. I thought he was. He wore camo shorts. He has the haircut, did the dog tags, was in a movie called The Marine. No, Orton was. Orton so he was just, actually He just uh, panders to, those, to that like community. Sure he does. And Marines are a bunch of broskies too. They, they dig Cena. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I'm not hating on Marines or anything. I'm just saying, like, the what, what a like they really make him out to be like he was a veteran or something. Right. But I guess they never actually call him that. Nope. Yeah, because that'd be false advertising. Well, you and, guys duped me, man. Then that World Cup tournament, and they didn't. I don't think they've announced the actual brackets for the matches, but a lot of great wrestlers in there. I mean, if Cena's there, you got Cena, Angle, uh, Ziggler, and Seth Rollins, and then on SmackDown, you're bringing uh, Randy Orton. The Miz, Jeff Hardy, and Rey Mysterio. So yeah. you're getting it's uh, it's a list talent yeah, has from been. the company, and they're they're going to hold a tournament that night. So it has potential. That's for damn sure. Now, what's likely is you got to believe that I don't think Kurt Angle's wrestling three matches at this point in his career. I don't even know if Cena's going to be the guy wrestling three matches no, at this there's... point in his career. So you're thinking it might be more your workhorses, the chance of the Miz, and it would make more sense too to maybe elevate one of your guys that's going to be there on every show. Yeah. You know, which Might I don't. Well. I don't know what Rey Mysterio's deal is. Uh, if he's going to be there for a, a while, every hey, he, show. he signed a. He signed like a two-year contract, didn't he? I uh, see. I'm not really sure. That's I, I. I know it was quite a long contract. I was like, wow, okay, he's going to be here for a while. So I would think coming out of that, I'm thinking it might be a, a Seth Rollins or the Miz sort of thing. For yeah, to maybe elevate one of their own, well, especially with guys. Roman leaving. Seth's probably going to become the new guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I'll backtrack to Raw real quick. You know, it felt like there was a big shuffling of the deck lately on Raw as far as uh, heel and face turns even goes. Um, because it looks like maybe Braun might be going back to the face role. Means that Roman's gone. I guess you know you could you could kind of plug him back in because they're looking yeah. for that feud with McIntyre, perhaps. Which I don't know about you, but I'm still huge on McIntyre. Oh yeah, I just I just think, think that's a star and a half right now. He should he should get a shot at the Universal Title. I, I think. think so. I think there's a good chance that Braun ends up winning the title. McIntyre's his first guy. You got a ready-made feud there. Uh, Elias turned babyface on Raw. Yeah, I love Elias. I love Elias he's too. So, he's good in the I, ring. He's Funny as shit. Yeah. Like when he 
has a real natural presence. Yeah. Natural I presence with genuine. the crowd. Yeah, I think so too. That's it's genuinely him out there and like he has a real control like, of the crowd with his, with his pacing and everything the way that he talks. A lot of guys get really amplified and like but his delivery is always here. Yep. It, you know what I mean? But it's always and it's kind of and it's slow. And it builds them. Now, a lot of guys don't get the time to do that, but he does, and he utilizes it to the best of his ability, where he has them the whole time. Where really the only heel thing he ever does is bust on the uh, the, home, the home crowd. Yeah, or maybe somebody, his his rival, or whoever's rival. But with. even then, they usually end up cheering for him. Like, Elias was Bobby Lashley, which who also turned. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah. you know, oh. you, you're, you're behind Elias. So he smashed Baron Corbin, who... It's naturally very dislikable. Oh, and I lo- uh, I can't remember what he said, but that little ditty he wrote right yeah. before that. Yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, it was great. He's so clever, dude. Yeah. And you can tell he's enjoying what he's doing out there. So, yeah, I'm a big Elias fan. Me too. And I think the babyface turn was a, something that was ready to happen. He was probably more naturally set to be a heel. Yeah. He maybe ran the course a little bit, and they're going to go forward with him. Baby- and there's, hey, somebody's got to take that babyface spot because it's vacant right now. Did you see Elias' episode of Ride Along? I did not. I see stay, he the, stays in character the whole, the whole time. time. No, I seen the people with for three with Jarrett and the Road Dog, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but, but I did uh, not see that. Yeah, that's off subject. But while we were on Elias, I just man, that's good. Check it out, people. Oh, well, I'll, I'll check it out myself. Yeah, yeah. I started uh, backtrack there, but it does. It seems like it's kind of shuffling the deck a little bit with your heels and baby faces. But to go back to Bobby Lashley, like I like Bobby Lashley. I don't love him or anything, and him going heel seems to make sense. But Leo Rush. <laughs> I can't stand him. Yep, but you know what? There, there's your heel. No, you're right. But dude, he he. I to me, he is the exact opposite of Elias. He's to me, he seems so not genuine. No, it seems forced over the top and yep. just annoying. But you know what though? Oh, That's God, more I than what they were doing with Bobby Lashley. I I don't true. I don't blame it at all for doing I guess it. It's, it's more working because you know because here's the thing is is our generation man. Even though a guy like Bobby Lashley is talented and like everything about him, you would. Would if Bobby Lashley showed up to to you, Mark Thomas's your your wrestling federation, and goes, I want to be one of your wrestlers. You were going to sign him oh, in a heartbeat, yeah. right? He's everything that you want in a wrestler. But when he's feuding with Kevin Owens, who's our guy, you know, you don't get the reaction that that you want. Yeah. So what do you do with him? Though you put, you know, a guy because Bobby Lashley again, by all accounts, seems like a naturally nice, likable guy. Oh yeah, for sure. So you stick this little shithead asshole with him that that you know. Builds him up, builds up the monster. You know, he's the he's crang to to the big wow. robot body right now. Where that you're is, just talking shit. You know what? There's no good. reason to hate the robot. He didn't do anything wrong with the little asshole talking shit. Yeah, from his belly. And you want to see them both go down, right? So no. that's what they're kind of got going on right now. No, I, no, I throw a lot of turtles and Batman references in here. On you the- do. I like it though. <laughs> I get all of them. So it's well, fine it's, with me. It's, it's relatable for anybody who uh, checks us out. That. Just friends of ours that maybe doesn't quite understand wrestling. If you throw in those comparisons, oh, that makes they know, sense. Yeah, they, yeah, they get a better idea of what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like I said, man, shuffling that deck, uh, Lashley with the heel, and yeah, you hate Leo Rush. No, no I, well, guess I, what? Heels are supposed to do. I know why I hate Leo Rush, and I know why it's working. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's yes. And I, you know, I completely thing, understand why. I've I've I heard just, Leo Rush is a talented dude, like uh, from his indie stuff, and he's on two hundred five live even from time to time. I haven't seen him wrestle. Yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I, the the only time I ever saw him was when he popped up with Bobby. Lashley. Yeah, I don't yeah. Really watch two hundred five live. I haven't either. I heard he's a real talented dude. Um, so you got two hundred five live. We'll just we'll touch on this really quickly. When you watch that um, that, that super showdown from Australia, what do you think about uh, Buddy Murphy uh, Cedric Alexander match? 
really good. Man, mother, I'm telling you right now, I'm I a Buddy be- Murphy fan. That it guy, was, it was <laughs> that on at like awesome. five in the morning, right? So I fucking, I was getting up for work, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, Showdown's on. So I just turned it on real quick, and that that's the first thing I saw was him winning the cruiserweight title, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh sweet, I mm-hmm. like like he's what I, I, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, but uh, apparently he's been on two hundred five live, and I was like, "Good for him." Isn't they, that Alexa Bliss's dude? Uh, is it him or is it Blake? I don't remember. It's oh, one. you're right. They were tag team, and yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. which one is which. That's that's a bad what, thing when you're a tag team. Whoever it is, he's a lucky dude. Well, they're a lucky dude. A <laughs> and B. The one guy is just kind of holding away on NXT, and Buddy Murphy. Uh, yeah, because they were a tag team in NXT. You could tell they weren't bad, but they didn't really do anything to move the needle. Yeah, uh, Buddy Murphy's awesome, man. That guy can go. Cedric Alexander can absolutely go. Yeah, no surprise there at all. But Buddy Murphy, big big fan. Great you know, match. Probably the best match on that show, to be honest. The, the cruiserweight matches that are on that I have seen, like when it when they throw them into pay per views or every now and then on Raw or something, mm-hmm. like have been really good. They've taken them off of Raw. I think they're trying to focus more on their own show, which is yeah. probably good. Yeah, oh, I mean, uh, the, yeah. to that. And but I've heard, I've, I've heard, the, I've watched here and there. The action is really good, you know. But but listen, despite what anybody says, and I, I kind of want to pull in Evan Wiley on this because he's always the guy that says like, oh, the best wrestlers. Like he thinks Lance Storm should be the champion of the universe <laughs> because he thinks their best wrestler should get pushed to the top. Lance Storm was good. Uh, well, that's what. But I want to see if he watches Two Five Live uh, because nobody's gonna tell. I won't ever tell you that Roman Reigns is a better wrestler than Cedric Alexander or even Buddy Murphy at this point. Yeah. But is but he's moreover he's got a more he's got more of a character. He's got he's somebody that I want to watch. And being in the business, that's just that. That's ultimately where it is. You can get yourself over as a very good wrestler. You get uh, Brian Davis and Daniel Bryan did got himself over as the fucking best wrestler. Yeah. But the yes gimmick is what put him over the top. For it's, sure. You know what I mean? CM Punk was a good wrestler. He's not the best wrestler, but he had an incredible character. Yeah. While he got to the top, John Cena is a megastar. Better wrestler than he gets credit for. I'm going to say that right now. Better yeah, wrestler yeah. than he gets credit for. But no, nobody's ever going to say he's AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan good. No. But he's bigger star than both of them because he has a star quality about him. It's yeah. And 205 Live, going back to it, like we know, there's there's the best actual physical wrestlers there. But whether it's the talent themselves or if it's the company not getting behind them, they don't. You you you, you don't get into that show like you like you should. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For, when it comes to me loving certain wrestlers, it's it's all about their ability in the ring and how interesting they are to me. Like their personality wise, the way they talk, everything like that, mm-hmm. the way they look, like if they look cool or whatever, or their gimmick is cool of some right. sort. Right. And I feel like a lot of two hundred five live guys are just like most of them don't have those factors. You know what I mean? Like it, right. they're kind of just really good wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, and they're more like, "Hey, we're fans of." Re- I just see them as fans of wrestling. Uh, it, that can be athletic and do cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, here you want to get controversial again. You want to go back to talking about Bret Hart. There you go. So there's there's your guy who's incredible in the ring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll even go with looks cool because the pink and black was an original thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I what do I say on that on our controversial underrated overrated available on YouTube on iTunes and all of our archives right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, I said about Bret Hart, I will never say that '97 Bret Hart was underrated yeah. or, or overrated. Excuse me, yeah, because yeah. he was amazing. Because that was the only time where he ever had a character where I was 
tuned in and going, ah, oh, man, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Or, or man, you know, or man, I fucking love that guy because he never gave you anything else except for he was good in the ring, looked cool, you know. Other than that, like, you know, I, I liked Bret Hart, but he was never, never really my favorite because he didn't draw you in like that until 97. Yeah, when he where he was, you. where with the Canada USA stuff, where he was absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I I see what you're saying, and uh, kind of turned it around on you by being anti Bret Hart right now. I apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize. Again, I love Bret Hart, but to me, I still think Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time. I I think so too. I, so I, we agree there. I think for the, all the tools put together, I think Shawn's the best of all time. Uh, Josh is the one that actually will. Uh, he doesn't hate on Ric Flair, but he'll say he's like, I don't see the Ric Flair in the ring like everybody else does. He said the promos. I don't think I don't think there's anybody that's going to go against saying that Ric Flair is one of the best promos of all time because he absolutely is. But yeah. Josh says he doesn't quite see in ring. Yes and no, but I, I think part of that is just that we're so spoiled by everybody being so much better nowadays. Yeah, that that honestly, you could probably find five Seth Rollins matches that are about as good as anything Flair ever did. But that's not Flair's fault. That the the world of wrestling is just insane. The Drastic, athletes, yeah, are so much now. better right now. Yeah, I mean, Flair was his insanely day, good for his day. In his day, what he did was the shit like he was the most entertaining and that's pretty much what wrestling was supposed to be yeah just the most entertaining match was the best one it wasn't even really about wrestling it wasn't a work rate which like ricky steamboat was one of the absolute best he was he was he was above and beyond everybody else then yeah and that's what got him separated from everybody else you know but he because he was the best of them yeah Everybody else, yeah, it was it was your character or was your believability you know harley race was a big time top guy Cut a realistic promo. He wasn't over the top. He was yeah, very. He yeah. looked like he looked because that's what he is. He's your fucking grandpa that's smoking cigarettes and drinking PBR. <laughs> yeah, that will still beat boys. your ass. You know that's the Harley race. race is. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes got over because he was a fantastic promo. Nobody ever loved the Dusty Rhodes match. I can't fire up the network and say like, oh my god, you have to watch this Dusty Rhodes match. They don't <laughs> no. exist. I mean, no, he's just it, extremely lovable. Yeah, there was. And he wasn't the worst or anything like that. But no, they weren't there. But his promos were great and his relatability was great that was the era you know um and but that that being said kind of relaying all the way back into what we're talking about 205 live right now it's still a little bit the era it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the absolute best athletic guys being the best athletic helps yeah seth rollins is one of the top guys and he's incredible right now aj styles is the one of the top guys he's incredible for sure but there's a little bit more than that and if you're going to get over and only being the best wrestler, you have to be the absolute best fucking wrestler. You can't just be pretty good because yeah. a lot of those guys on 205 Live are pretty good. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. 205 Live is 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 the the bottom tier really. Like you they have everything. They have to be good wrestlers, but they don't they lack everything else. Right. Right. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. This actually kind of got me interested. Let's do what we we've been we've been talking for a little while, having a lot of fun on our uh, Big Tenth episode. But let's let's go let's replay back to our Gimme Five episode because I think this is a good okay. one. And I'm gonna we're, we didn't prep for this at all. Let's just shoot off the cuff. No. Top five promos 
of all time. Not Ooh. the individual promo themselves, but like who which top five guys are the best promos. Oh, top five guys that top, get, get top the Top five best guys, promo. yeah. Top oh, five okay. guys with promo ability. If you were uh, you know, if you you sorted it on your computer of promo ability, who would be from ninety nine to ninety five? Like <laughs> rating wise uh, okay. of your your top promo guys. Number one, Ric Flair. Woo! Exactly. Just like Joe Rogan says, that guy's so epic, he's got a sound attached to his name. Correct. And we just did it. <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but in his stand up, he just said Ric Flair, and all he did is put the mic out, and everybody wooed, and he goes, "We did not even rehearse that." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's the fucking best. He is. Uh, I, I don't know about like if you ever like click on a Facebook video, like a lot of times, like there's the one right now of. Uh, uh, me coming into work if I hit the Mega Millions and it's Stone Cold like coming down whapping everybody with chairs and it's awesome right that, yeah. so if you click on that video the next one for me is like seriously always nobody's as lit as Ric Flair <laughs> it's always that and I watch it every time it's a minute and a half of him yeah. you know, when you ride on Space Mountain you'll be like this and he flops down on the ground legendary the greatest promo it's oh, he's, the greatest promo cut of all time yeah he's the fucking man like there's just the two ways around it number two Macho Man Okay, I, I'm not not disagreeing here at all. With Always that. entertaining. I mean, the cream of the crop might might be the second best promo. And, and if everybody time. was talking about Macho Man, was is that he didn't have anything prepared at all. He just went out there and half the time wasn't even facing the camera. And yeah, turning your back to the camera <laughs> yeah. and spinning back around and facing the camera again. Like that's poor just, Mean Gene, dude. And Mean Gene said it was like it was always fun because <laughs> you had to keep up with whatever he was doing. You didn't know what he was going to do. Gotta love Macho Man so much. Um. Shit, those are my two go-tos. Five's going to be hard now that I think about it. Um, so Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Uh, for obvious reasons. He, he killed it all the yeah. time. He had so many different sayings. My thing is, is that it was more the antics. Everybody remembers the antics, like you know, the, the beer truck and the Zamboni yeah, and yeah. Bashing McMahon with the bedpan. He incorporated now, a lot. You're right now, like, did he, you know, yeah, the, the catchphrases and stuff like that, and by all means, I mean, him on the microphone got made tons and tons of money and sold tons and tons of tickets you know so yeah can't deny that at all but i when i think stone cold i think those moments i think the filling the corvette with the cement truck and, yeah you know what you're i mean right, you're right that's what comes to my mind maybe, first maybe not stone cold at three but he's in my top five okay all right uh, i can't and this is probably a cliche one but i can't talk top promos of all time without saying the rock Okay, it's not it's it well it's cliche because The Rock used a lot of cliches. But, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But again, I mean, there was a guy who just held the the entire crowd in the palm of his hand when he had a microphone in his hand. Absolutely, you can't deny that yep. at all. Like, and again, lots of catchphrases, lots maybe a little bit of rinse and repeat, but his rinse and repeat sold out arenas. Yeah. So you know, I he, mean, there there was a time where I didn't like The Rock. At times where I'd be like, man, fuck you get the rock. tired of it. But, you, you well, know. no, no, not this is before. It's like oh, okay. once he started talking more. Once he won me over with with his shenanigans on the yeah. mic. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He was funny. Oh, and he was quick witted too, because a lot of the stuff was improv. I read like Foley's books where he said a lot of the stuff that was in the ring just kind of happened oh, between them. You know, and, as good as they were, they almost would have to be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and number five, shit, that might take me a second. Well, you take a second. Yeah, you, you take go a ahead second and go. I'll because I'm with you all day on the Nature Boy Ric Flair. All right, that's, all right. that's number one through and through. Uh, I'm with you on Macho Man, but Macho Man's going to be number four, okay? Because I'm going to tell you who number two is. And Josh and Jeff are both going to get pissed. Listen, Dusty Rhodes is number two. Oh, that's a good one. Have you ever seen the Hard Times promo? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's it's all time. <laughs> I mean, like that. That's just, and that's not the only one. Like, uh, there's a reason why he was a huge mega star. It wasn't because his wrestling ability. It wasn't because his marketability. That guy would talk everybody into an arena. Like, and you just fire up any single one of those old you know, WCW, old NWHM Crockett tapes, and just anything he would sell you into the building. The third guy is Rowdy Roddy Piper, and that's another guy who is not. Again, th- uh, I can I, uh, Piper versus Brett WrestleMania eight very very good match. I'd recommend that to anybody. Other than that, I don't have the Piper match for you to fire up and go. Oh my no. God, this is amazing! Yeah. But every Piper's pit was good. Every time Piper could cut a promo, the pi- the promo between Piper and Brett for WrestleMania eight was just fucking fantastic. Like it's so underrated. Uh, so Piper. Just uh, you know, was was ahead of his time too, with being controversial. You know, th- and that guy just had charisma just dripping out of him. So I got him at three. Okay. Now at five, because I told Macho Man's four, and I agree with everything you say. I'm, I'm not screen at all. Yes. Five is tough. Because because I've I've been with you on like Stone Cold and The Rock, where you can't deny what they've done on the microphone have they sold a lot of tickets had you know held crowds in the palm of their hand uh cm punk is a guy that i'm thinking like there's it's hard to deny how great this guy was on the microphone Dude, he, you're you're absolutely right so all those guys are in my top 10 without quite you know, top 10 is almost easier than my top no, five so yeah. i gotta get that fifth guy so it comes down between two guys i got jake the snake Jake the Snake was just incredible in the sense that, especially in that late 80s WWF, you know, when you got Hulk Hogan, let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> and you got the Macho Man and all of his intensity and the Warrior and all of his crazy fucking intensity. It's just what everybody did. It's what Bruce the Barber Beefcake did. It was, ah, I'm coming after you, you know. Yeah. Jake the Snake looked at you in the eye and said, you know, you know, trust, don't trust me. I'm a snake. And he was, you know, would just look at you in the eye and kind of bring it right back down. But he drew you in and made you hang on every single word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which actually, as I'm sitting here talking about it now, I was going to tell you that Arne Anderson was my number five, but he's not. Arne Anderson was amazing, too, for the same sort of idea that he would talk you in when, when Ric Flair would be going on and on and, and be the wild man. Arne Anderson would, would sit there and say, and we're going to beat you and we're going to whoop you because that's what we're going to do. Arn was awesome, but no, Jake's my number five. Because no. I think Jake, the, watch just old Jake the Snake promos, man. Those Jake are... the Snake had a promo going into WrestleMania six with the Million Dollar Man. That's just amazing. And maybe okay. as a little bonus snippet, we can fire up the uh, YouTube or something and show it to our viewers as we close out the show. Because but... I think it's a promo everybody needs to see. No, 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 I'm pretty sure I still have it. It hasn't canceled itself or anything. So oh, there you go. Uh, good, maybe good, we'll good, do good. that. Shit. So let's, let's bring it back to you, man. You got a fifth guy. Uh... <sighs> see, you took you you said a lot of them. I, I, I did. All about Roddy I, I I went right into my own top ten. I went yeah, on my own diatribe yeah. over here. I don't. I didn't stand a chance. Um, but yeah, I forgot all about Roddy Piper. He's he might be it, but uh, man, if you say Bret Hart, it's a homer pick, and I'm leaving. No, I'm not. No, definitely not Bret Hart. <laughs> I had one in my head, and I thought that might not be acceptable, but it was. Oh yeah, not a wrestler. Okay, but this guy. Knows how to talk, and especially back in the day, he cut some killer promos. But Paul Heyman, yeah, I can't deny you there. I can't, I can't really disagree with that. Paul Heyman, he he spits poetry on yeah. the mic. I remember seeing Heyman in the I don't remember which one. Maybe it was like Stone Cold's podcast, but he said 
his, his delivery, the way he does it, it's very, very simple. He goes, he starts off, my name is Paul Heyman. Okay, now you know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm the advocate for Brock Lesnar. Now you know what I do. Yep. And I'm here to tell you why we're going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now you know why I'm here. Yep. But there you go. You know exactly what you need to know. Now, you, now everything after that. Okay, I know who you are, what you do, why you're here. Now he can just go Now he's it. got you. Yep. Now he's got your attention. Bada uh, bing, bada boom. Right I don't there. have any problem with Paul Heyman being on there. That's a, that's a pretty good pick. No, it is. It's just, like I said, it might not be acceptable because he's not actually a wrestler, but he is, in fact, cutting promos. Yeah. And he takes some bumps sometimes, you know. Takes some bumps sometimes. Well, that was really the the old school idea of the manager was is that you would put him with a guy who didn't know how to talk. You put a guy who knows how to talk with a guy who doesn't know how to talk. You could put a guy who's 350 pounds jack solid muscle and you give him a Bobby Heenan because Bobby Heenan was going to tell you why this guy's going to kick your ass because the guy couldn't do it. Yeah. Really, that's Lesnar and Heyman as a whole. Lesnar, nobody's <laughs> ever, ever said Lesnar was a great promo. Lesnar's a guy who's going to go out there and kick your ass. And Paul Heyman's going to tell you how he's going to do it, why he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, you know. Yeah, now that he's he's responsible for some people being as as good as they are at cutting promos as they are now. Sure, like Stone Cold sure. wouldn't be anywhere close to as good as he is cutting promos or just talking. Oh, Heyman's been influential for so many guys. Heyman helped uh, Mick CM Foley. Punk too. Help help CM Punk. Heyman helped a lot of guys. Uh, he was always a master. If we go back and talk about old ECW, he was great at. You know, hiding your negatives and highlighting your positives and going forward from there. That's Heyman in a nutshell, man. For sure. For sure. I'll tell you what, man. How about this? We're, 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 uh, we've been rocking and rolling, talking for a while. We yes. can give, let's give the, let's give our, uh, viewers a little bit of a bonus. We can fire up. It's either, you don't have to fire up the network. I think it's on YouTube. If you fire up that Jake the Snake promo, it'd be a good way to close us out. Gotcha. Uh, while you're, uh, looking, you brought up something interesting I kind of wanted to talk about. Cause it happened a little while ago, so it's a little bit older news, but Brie Bella oh, yeah. knocking out Liv Morgan with the kicks. Did, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. What do you What do you think? Did you think it was a? I'm I'm I'm, um, I'm half and half. A guy being in the rings. There's sometimes shit happens, and there's sometimes that it's a little bit reckless. And I think it was maybe a little bit of both. She kind of sold into the kick, but I don't think I don't think Brie Bella is the kind of type that should be winging no hardcore kicks. You know, Brie Bella doesn't have the ability to be doing Daniel Bryan moves. That's there you go and. Uh, it, if I was Brie Bella doing that to Liv Morgan right there, I would have noticed that I fucking kicked her in the fucking head and she might be a little concussed at this point. Yeah. Not just go at it again while she's falling to the ground, knocked out, yeah. and fucking knock her out cold. I'll tell you this, man. Yeah, and, and then just sit there and look at her like, what just happened? What like, just you happened? know exactly you what know, just happened. No, you listen, I've, I've been on both ends of it in the ring. You know what happens. Exactly. You've been on both ends where you accidentally get somebody... And you, you were in somebody accidentally gets you, and you know, you know. I mean, you know. There's that feeling where you pick up a guy, they're just straight dead weight. You're like, ooh, okay. You're not. It's not even a knockout thing, but maybe you, just, you know. Sometimes you get just a smash on the nose where you just need that minute to just recover because yeah. that you ever get popped in your nose, your eyes oh, water yeah. up, it just I've knocks you stupid a little bit. Yeah, you know and it just kind of kind of throws you off your rhythm for a little bit. So you kind of know, yeah. And that's that's right. The unfortunate thing if an accident happens in the ring. It happens. Probably, you know, being that she's been in the business for a while now, probably should have known better. Probably should have handled the situation a little and I, better. And I don't think uh, the Riot Squad 
took that too lightly either because there was at one point after just after that happened in the same match where they went in there and they went after her. and at one point Brie goes you hear Brie go like are you guys serious like I think they fucking like <laughs> I'll tell you this too I don't pretty I don't know anything really about Liv Morgan I think she's a straight up NXT product but Sarah Logan was Crazy Mary Dobson um Ruby Riot was Heidi Loveless. Those girls were on the Indies for a while. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something about the Indies for girls, man. Like it's a, it's a, who, it's a rough business out there. Oh, I've I've read a few yeah. articles, saw some when videos, the, but was a guy, sexy star, or something sexy, like that? Well, sexy stars, a lunatic is from all accounts. Yeah, yeah, from what I can tell, these yeah. girls on the Indies, man. I mean, if you're in a nice building, they might get their own like bathroom or locker room. But a lot of times, you know, you just like I remember being at a spot in Alliance where we would have the girls. We'd basically have to build a box like behind the locker room, like a, like we'd move shelves around to kind of build them like this little oh, tiny cubbyhole because yeah. it's the only. I mean, and it wasn't you know, it's not like a chauvinistic or anything like that. But it's like you know, the girls need the privacy to change, of course. But you know, you don't always have bathrooms, locker rooms available at your yeah, armories or gymnasium, you know, or gyms or they're no more catered to than the dudes are. No, you know I, mean? I mean, yeah. So so these so girls that came up through the indies, man, uh, don't fuck with them. They're, they're <laughs> they're they're tough oh, girls, you know. And they got to deal with you know both fans and dirtbag wrestlers, you know, always trying to you know to hit on them and try to take them home and shit like that. And the girls on the indies are are nothing to mess with, and yeah, both Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot are they're two of those girls. I've been on shows with both of them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah they're not girls that you want to mess with. I believe it. I believe it. Ruby Riot looks like she might be a little crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Lib Morgan looks like she might be a little crazy in that good way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll let you dwell on that point yourself, my friend. <laughs> it, that comes down to it, I'm still a Becky guy all the way. Well, you got to be a Becky guy all the way. But uh, which uh, Jake the Snake promo? Man, we got that right there. It's right first match? No, WrestleMania six. That's the one. It's a one and a half minute promo. I... uh I, I think I don't know about you, man. I think we've we've talked about quite a bit here today. We have. Oh, this is this is definitely the way that we're, we're well over an hour, I believe. I well think. over an I hour. We had a I lot of see. we had a lot of wrestling to cover tonight. I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. And uh, you know we're gonna give a little treat, and I, hopefully we don't become big enough where the WWE shuts us down because we're gonna be sharing their uh, their property right now. Oh, and it is. You're right. It's you're right. on the YouTube channel. It's on YouTube already. If not, I I can find my ways. If not, yeah. we'll 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 we're starting it right now. Now. Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the million dollar man, Ed DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line, namely the million dollar belt. Oh yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. We remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them. And you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate <laughs> that the money you grovel for is your very own. 
a victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Longfellow yeah. couldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Jeannie to have that look of like, how the fuck do you top that? Yeah, dude, that was that was a promo of almost biblical proportion right there. That's, old, was, that's Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, you, dude, we were both sitting here just watching listening for yeah. what was next right yeah for sure like i was sucked in from the man like i i believe that he believed what he said and that's the thing about jake i don't know that he did he was just that fucking good <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's probably a little fucked up too from what i hear jake the snake was pretty well, that was 1980 no that was 1990 yeah yeah probably yeah, for sure. yeah probably but man, it was in probably the best shape of his life so and uh, man, the, right. if you guys have a have a chance go back and check out some jake the snake I, yeah. I i i'll put him on one of my underrated lists the next time i go through it because oh, he i think he was probably my first favorite wrestler yeah because he was fucking him. cool. He had a snake and shit. He seemed he was, like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you know, when you got guys like look like the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, those aren't guys that you know. But Jake the Snake, man, that's that's a real dude with the, yep. the fucking the snake gimmick and the way that he... Those promos. Yeah, man. He can captivate you. Yeah. Shit. With that. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that was that was number 10. To, uh, you know what? I think we did make this one a little special. I think so, too. We yeah, had a lot to talk about. We, we, You know what? We, we didn't even plan this. We brought back some Gimme Fives. We brought back some we Underrateds, did. Overrateds. We brought back, we actually did a little bit of a live show, and I think we did all right for number 10. No, definitely. Hopefully you did, too. Yeah, like uh, maybe uh, we plan on getting Jeff Hughes on the, on the show. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll count that as the special thing that we owe a, a you. A very special guest. Usually when we say very special, it means like, you know, a very special episode. Somebody's going to get diddled or something like that. Yeah, or not like, going to happen here. <laughs> public service. Yeah, not going to happen here. We're just going to have a uh, you know UFC okay. heavyweight come on and talk about what pro wrestling means to him and they talk about some of his favorite uh, pro wrestling moments. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, with that said, this has been episode number 10. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends. And uh, for the we should have got, list- got Ty Dillinger on here. We should have perfect ten. Perfect ten. Oh, I didn't even think of perfect that. ten. He has anything better to do. He hasn't been on TV for a while. He good probably point. could have done the podcast with it's us. It's because of his haircut. His hair looks weird it's now. It's not a good haircut. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, for the audio listeners who don't actually know, we do this on YouTube. You can go to YouTube.com/slash/MattArcherMedia and watch the video versions of these. Put a lot of work into them, so I'd appreciate the views and. Uh, T-shirts available at madarcher.threadless.com. Again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Helps and us a ton. It does. Gets us out there. If you're a fan, just share it, and hopefully somebody clicks on it. If that somebody clicks on it, and they share it, and somebody else clicks yep. on it, and we get that ball rolling because Mark works really hard behind the scenes. <laughs> I do. I uh, don't work hard at all. I just enjoy uh, talking wrestling with my buddy and and uh, sharing this with you guys. So. He, he works hard with his brain. He knows, uh, he's got a lot of knowledge up here. Don't give me too much credit there. But uh, well, this episode just proved it, man. We killed it. Probably our best I think, episode I yet. I think we've been killing it. You're I think right. We've been rocking you know, and rolling lately, and I think we're right. going to keep getting better. You're absolutely right. Um, if anybody's out there listening and uh, has ideas uh, for the next couple of episodes, you know, yeah. throw some ideas to, to something you might want us to talk about. Something that I'm thinking about doing is Mark watches ECW. I think that's something we need to do. Mark's missed a lot of uh, good yeah. stuff. We I, I bring up a lot of good stuff, and Mark just hasn't seen it. 
I think maybe maybe we can uh, maybe find an old ECW show and we can all watch along together or something like that. Absolutely. Let us know if you think that's a good idea. Go ahead and comment on this or whatever. Let us know if you think that's a good idea. Comment, maybe give us some message suggestions us, for anything it. that you can do to uh, let us know that you're listening or watching that we appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, again, thanks for watching because you've obviously got to this point. Or listening. I will, or listening. I won't be watching. I'm too handsome for myself to handle. <laughs> yep. So you're listening on your uh, iTunes or your Stitcher. Thank you so much. Yep. And until next time. Bye, Internet.